0: Welcome in, fans listening to us live on the pandemic playoff podcast anywhere you get your podcast. But more importantly, tonight live on the Podbean app. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host tonight, Paul Hornstein, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York, and Zach Mondragon joining me from Chandler, Arizona. So, gentlemen, welcome in. How are you both, Paul?
1: It would help if I turned on the mic, right?
0: <laughs> that's usually the first step.
1: <laughs> Is it sure. Right? I'm not sure how it works. I've only uh, been doing this for how long? <laughs> uh, uh, long enough to know better, but that's all right. We all get that.
0: We all get that. How are
1: you? Uh, we're doing okay. Uh, I could complain, but it would just be griping. So we're not. We're not going to do that. <laughs> Me uh, too. People don't <laughs> want to hear my problems.
2: Uh, Zach, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. Hanging in there. It's getting uh, cooler and cooler. So as long <laughs> as that keeps working, working its way down, I'm, I'll just keep plugging along.
1: What was that? What was that? What <laughs> was that? Were you guys down to 103 yet?
0: <laughs> Paul keeps saying that same thing from New York. I just wish it would get cooler and cooler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, we are talking about a champion tonight we finally have one crowned in the 20 uh, 2019 2020 season we're also I'm still talking frankie i know you are uh with a little preview of the nhl draft the free agency some recent signings all kinds of fun stuff coming up we have a very unique week coming up because the nhl draft will be tuesday and wednesday um something that's never happened before that i'm aware of in the nhl or nfl or anywhere So uh, before we get into that, guys, let's start uh, the chatter tonight about uh, the Stanley Cup final, which ended last uh, Monday night, I guess. Um, Tampa Bay Lightning get the win. Um, A couple of us picked it in six games, which is just a crap shoot. Uh, Let's start with Zach. Zach, your thought on uh, on Tampa Bay coming away with the uh, Stanley Cup
2: uh, championship? Well, I mean, definitely is the best team, I think, and won it. Um, I don't, I think they had an answer to anything that Dallas was able to bring to the table. So, and if you look on paper too, I mean, this is a team that probably should have been winning Stanley cups for a few years now. Um, not bad on them. Like this is a really tough league, but on paper, I mean, McDonough, Shattenkirk, just to name a two, two of the defensemen that they've got. And I mean, those are two big names that they have already. And then, my gosh, you you played that entire playoffs without your star, number one overall draft pick, and Steven Stamkos. Um, so it just shows the depth that the team has at, at both forward and and defense. I mean, they bring a guy on like Bogosian to kind of fill in, fill in that that decor. Braden Coburn. And then Victor Hedman on top of those. I mean, you just look at their defense, and it's like, how do you get past these guys? The youngest one, Sergachev, who they may actually have to move to try and keep some, keep some other players. Um, but I, you look at the depth on defense, and it's just overwhelming. Um, and then on offense, I, I mean, they 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 popped at the right time. You got Point who crushed it. Um, everyone contributed, so it's just
1: the best team kind of took it home. So, Paul, you want to follow up? On that? Well, you know, that's part of the problem that Dallas had is the overall depth that Tampa Bay played with. Yeah. You have to be at your best to beat Tampa Bay when they're going because yeah. they are a really deep team. And Dallas – Really didn't get any scoring from anybody else, but the old guys and some defensemen. They 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 really didn't get any scoring from any of the other lines. They 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 didn't get, uh, you know, they they didn't even give them a lot of, you know, I, I don't I don't want to sit here and say played even because they really didn't. Those those other lines uh, were dominated by Tampa Bay, and. You know, when if you're getting dominated like that, you obviously can't score, and you can't win with one line. You might win a game, and Dallas won two games, but you're not going to win a series if you're only getting one line of scoring, unless you're just that much better than the other team. Yeah, that's a
0: great point. The uh, you know the. The tournament, as they were calling it, the NHL Stanley Cup Tournament. Uh, we all wondered what it was going to be like down the stretch. Uh, we all marveled at the fact that they were able to play the entire uh, playoffs, so uh, playoff tournament without a COVID a positive COVID case. Uh, we wondered what the fatigue was going to be like. What did you guys see at the end, Zach? I'll start with you again. Uh, what did you see on the fatigue, and, and maybe the part of that we talked about with? whether they're ready to go home or not. did you see that appear anywhere in the uh, Stanley Cup final?
2: uh not in the finals I mean it's it's hard to say from from our standpoint because strictly speaking, what we see on the ice is really the only thing. Um, so from what I saw on the ice, no, it looked like both guys uh, or both guys both teams were there to. Uh, to lay it all on the line and win the Stanley Cup. Now, my assumption would be both teams were pr- probably mentally just over it. I think they both teams were mentally over it. They were ready to go home. But um, I think they had the mentality of like, okay, we win this series, we win the Cup. Now it's not something where okay we got to win this series and then two others. It's it's here and now. So, but the product we saw on the ice, I uh, it didn't look to see it didn't look to be that they were uh, fatigued.
0: Paul, your thoughts on that? I know it was really hard to tell from uh, from the TV shots, but you know we saw some teams earlier that kind of got the opinion that yeah maybe they were just a little bit wore out, and a little ready at home, and you know uh, one of them in our area. Uh, the coyotes did not look good their final two games and and of course the uh, the Colorado Avalanche uh, had so many
1: uh, injuries that they they were probably ready to go home just to try to get healed up but your thoughts Paul um, well first of all I, I, I'm gonna say that and I don't know if this is a combination of people not being in the seats uh, and that weariness um, when 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 Tampa Bay you know, finally won the series and won the Cup. Uh, I, I th- it, was, it was a very subdued s- celebration after they got the Cup. I mean, like I said, part of that I'm sure is the fact that there were no fans in the building. And part of that I'm sure is because I don't think it was a physical fatigue problem for any of those teams. Okay, even – with the the pause in the season, those guys are working out as best they can. Okay, and they had two or three weeks to 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 get their legs back from the skates. And there's, and I'm sure by the time we got to the to the conference finals and into the finals, that they had gotten their legs back. I really don't think it was a physical fatigue problem, but. I I don't think there's any question because if you look at every one of these teams that got eliminated, even the two teams that were in the finals, when they finally made it home, you saw you know whatever videos you saw, whatever pictures you saw, whatever sort of uh, return home social media you saw, um, you saw relief. In those players' faces, okay, especially the guys who had young families.
0: Yeah, sure. to- totally agree with you on that part of it. Um, leading us into our next segment here shortly. Let's talk a little bit about um, some of the players that we witnessed out there. Let's start with the goaltenders because uh, we both know that there's an abundance of goaltenders right now, quality goaltenders, I should say. A lot of them are are marketable. Um, uh, a lot of teams have excess, I guess, if you will. But um, what do you think about the two goaltenders uh, and the two teams, I should say, in
2: a goaltending situation, Zach, with uh, Tampa Bay and Dallas? Um, I mean, honestly, it's something I, I think if, if somebody had said um, Hugh Dobin's going to be the one leading this team, when the playoffs had started and I'm in back to the round Robin, I think a lot of people would have been confused because you got, you have a guy like Ben Bishop there. Um, and to be honest throughout Ben Bishop's career, it's kind of been a shaky one. He's been around a couple teams. Um, I, I don't remember where he started, but he ended up in Tampa for a while, and then he got pushed out because Vasilevsky, which that's just a situation that happens all the time. You get a younger goalie who starts performing. He's younger. He's going to be cheaper. We saw that in Pittsburgh when they let Fleury go to to the uh, expansion draft. Then he goes to L.A. L.A. immediately ships him out. So it's kind of one of those scenarios of it doesn't seem like Ben Bishop has had a lot of uh, trust put in him in multiple franchises. Um, I think he was with the blues for a little bit. So it does lead me to question like, what is it with, with him that isn't, he isn't gaining that trust. And I know in this circumstance, he was deemed unfit to play. That's not any fault of his own. That's just, you know, whatever the situation was, but um I don't think anybody saw Hudoven coming, and then Vasilevsky was Vasilevsky. He he's a playoff performer. Um, typically, he he really comes out and and plays very well in the playoffs. Um, so it's exactly what I expected from him.
0: Paul, you told us before well,
2: the start of the playoffs that
0: goaltending was going to be the key. Uh, I thought it was all the way through the playoffs.
1: That makes me a genius, right? Absolutely. That's why I gave him <laughs> the genius cap. <laughs> that, that makes me genius because no one's ever said that before. But uh, uh, <laughs> Vasilevsky's been a Vezina finalist, and and and, and has you know, and, and he is at the peak of his game. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay set records last year, and we know they lost in the first round to Columbus but they still set records last year and, you know, he's been a consistent, consistent performer. Okay. Um, And he is right now uh, in the prime of his career, starting the prime of his career. Okay. Uh, You know, he has, uh, you know, he's 26 years old and he just won a Stanley Cup. Okay. It's not, uh, and this is not, the first year he has played at that level, uh, you know, we we still, you know, Jordan Bennington came in with the Blues last year and got hot, and they won a cup. Uh, I certainly think he's a better goalie uh, than he showed this year. Um, you know, sometimes in that second year, you know that the the phrase the sophomore slump, people get a better read on you. You know, they have time to dissect your game and they have time to to, to to, look for what they might perceive as weaknesses. And so now they start that game of cat and mouse where, you know, now it's Biddington's turn to adjust uh, to what the league is doing to him. Uh, Vasilevsky is, is coming up right in the prime of his career. And he's probably got another eight to ten years, assuming health, where he'll be at peak. Uh, you know, a top goalie in this league. So when you have that and you've won a cup, you know, all that does is make you that much better because you now have that much confidence and the team gets more and more confident in front of you. And so in Tampa Bay, while they do have uh, a little bit of a cap problem, we're not talking a Vegas problem, but they definitely <laughs> are. Hey, you had to go there, didn't you? Just add Well, go we're going to go there eventually. Hammer. What the heck's the difference? <laughs> yeah. We're going there eventually. You know they're going to have to rebuild their defense, but in terms of you know Vasilevsky, they don't have to worry about goalie for a while. That's for darn sure. And you know Hudobin, he's playing for contract. You know it, yeah. it ain't. It isn't the first time that you have seen a player in a contract drive have a good stretch. And I'm not saying he's not a good goalie because he is, okay? But he is at that point where he is much closer to the end of his career than he is at the start of his career. And he probably picked the wrong year to be a goalie-free agent. (laughs) Right. Well, that was a a great lead-in because
0: that's where we're going to go next. We're going to talk about the – the NHL draft, and then also about the free agents and some of the signings that have always happened. Uh, before we jump into that, though, I, I want to talk a little bit about our area because, uh, and I say our area, I'm talking about the Coyotes, the Golden Knights, and the Avalanche. And uh, you know, starting from the Coyotes, uh, lots of talk about what's going to happen with their goaltender situation. The only thing we know for certain at this point is is that uh, Aiden Hill has signed a one way. NHL contract so he's not going to be in Tucson he's going to either be uh, with the Coyotes or, or somewhere else but definitely will not be a Tucson player this year uh, the Golden Knights have made their own noise with uh, the signing of uh, uh, Robin Leonard to a five year extension uh, five million a year they got a seven million dollar backup now for the next three years in, in uh, Marc-Andre Fleury should they keep him
1: Where's he going? Where's he going? (laughs) Come on, where's he going? Who's taking a $7 million goalie when you have all these goalies that are out there? I know we're going to get to this eventually, but geez.
0: And the final thing is the avalanche, and Zach, you've talked about this on our uh, professional hockey show, is that uh, do they need another goalie, or are they okay with what they got?
2: Um. I'm pretty sure Joe Sackick is comfortable with the goalie tandem he has going into next season. Um, And, I mean, he got Grubauer because he thought he was the guy. What he he traded away, he traded a second and I think some cap space to take the Brooks Orpik contract um, and then immediately bought him out. So he traded a pick and money for him. So I, th- I think he's pretty confident in him. Um, but there has been links of Lundquist potentially ending in Colorado, which would would give Grubauer um, – I think it would solidify that backup position. Granted, he's 38. But, I mean, Lundquist has been there many times before. He knows what to expect. He knows what playoff hockey is. So um, – I, I don't know. It'll be interesting, but I think Sackic is, is okay where he's at. Um, I don't think he's panicking about that position at all right now.
0: Okay, guys, let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's dig into the uh, NHL draft. If, uh, if you haven't looked, uh, on our Instagram page today, we do have, uh, the breakdown of what's available for each of the three teams, as well as on, um, our Facebook page, also on, uh, Twitter as well. So you're able to look that up in the meantime, Let's hear from a couple of our partners, and we'll come right back and uh, break down the NHL draft, which is Tuesday and Wednesday night. We'll be back in about three minutes.
3: Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the Rink and Sandals. Now you can show off your game and style with Summer Skate. Officially licensed Summer Skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? big William Carlson band, or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress! That combination of brisket, hot lace, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of bridge.
1: Sports are back and so is the year-end model sale at Arizona's Ford giant Bell Ford. Looking for a new pickup? The best-selling 2020 Ford F-150 XLT can now be had for $10,000 off the MSRP or about $6,000 off the MSRP for a 2020 Ford Ranger XLT. Looking for a sports utility vehicle or a sports car? How about $6,000 off the MSRP for a 2020 Ford Escape or $5,000 off the MSRP for an iconic Ford Mustang and EcoBoost Coupe? Whatever your preference, go to bellford.com or see our friend Kevin Wood at our showroom at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. And tell him Ice Time Hockey SW said hello.
3: Visit us at mexicanmoonshine.com. Roger Klein's on Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M Drive too. Visit MDriveForMen.com. It will give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. You find your prime with M Drive.
0: All right, we're back. Pandemic Playoff Podcast, the final one of nine on our uh, ITHSW podcast. It is a wrap up show for the Stanley Cup final. It is a preview to the NHL draft again, Tuesday, Wednesday night, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday all day, pretty much and uh of course free agency and some recent signings as well for teams that had free agents that got them locked up uh, also be some trades no doubt between now and the uh, end of the draft and before the start of next season so let's jump right in there guys uh, we're gonna break it down team by team let's start with the Arizona coyotes uh Paul fire away with the Arizona coyotes you know what they need you know what they have to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a big, uh, thing, which isn't much. Uh, and, and let's start with the new general manager, who will not be involved. Wink, wink.
1: Okay, Paul. Oh, go ahead. What do you know? That would be against the rules. Can't have that. <laughs> wink, wink. What is that?
0: Okay. Go ahead, Paul. Tell us about the Arizona Coyotes. What, uh, what's going to happen on draft
2: night? Don't insinuate the anything. Coyotes? They can't afford to lose. Yeah, what do
1: you – yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't
2: don't ins, don't insinuate anything. Because if they lose any more picks, you might as well just walk away now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Well, I,
0: I, and that was just my eyelid sticking to my uh, bottom of my eye.
1: Well, you know, I mean, listen. <laughs> Uh, we we are joking around to a certain extent. Um, I don't want to piss off anybody at the Coyotes, um, but you know in sports this is the way it is, right? Um, college athletes have advisors. They don't have agents because that would make them ineligible, but they have advisors. Okay. Oh yeah, let's play by the rules. Play by the rules. So, but I mean, you get—I mean, so um, no, they can't. You know, he, uh, Bill Armstrong can't be at the draft or can't be in the room. But I mean, come on—he's uh, had two weeks now. Yep, he certainly has. He's had two weeks, and I don't know if they've—I well, see now if you said to me that he wasn't even allowed to have discussions about the draft, that would be a little bit different. I mean, I don't know how.
0: I, I don't know the, the language in the contract either. He very well could have uh, had that written in there. I, I don't know, but uh, we know that he can't participate in the draft. So right uh, for the season, and we also know that he's got rid of a lot of his scouts that were here, not his scouts, I guess, but scouts that were with the Coyotes have uh, have departed. And he's bringing right. his own set of guys, and as you would expect, I mean that's as, not
1: unusual, right? No, no, I
0: mean, no, no, Well, that, that's not the unusual part. The unusual part is that this is all happening so close to the draft, and in such. Yeah, but a, that's not that's such just a different
1: a, year. That's a you know? different story, right? I mean, but that's a different uh, that's a different uh, uh, issue. They He uh, That's the oddball is just that it's so well close. yeah that's
0: what i'm saying it's so close to the draft and yeah you're bringing in your guys but yet because it's so close to the draft they're not allowed to have any effect either so i i just really don't know but uh just break down paul if you would who uh who, who you think the coyotes will be even looking at in a 111 spot or do they try to get higher what's your gut feeling
1: oh well you would think there has got to be a trade made right i mean Bill Armstrong can't necessarily deal with the draft, but he can trade. And you know, their their first pick is 111th. Why don't you, you can just take a dart, and throw it up against the giant list, and see what happens? Um, you know, even the, the the quote unquote experts, like I've got the Athletic mock draft in front of me uh, as one of three that I have. Um, and even the guy will tell you, I mean, the, the guy who wrote it says, This is, I mean, you know, 111 picks. That's. That know,
0: means there's 110 guys that are going to go before you get to pick one.
1: Right. <laughs> well, basically, he says this is to give you an idea of the guys that should be around, uh, based on evaluations and his conversations with scouts, etc. Um, you know, the guys that should be around when uh, your team picks later in the draft. Uh, he has the Coyotes' first pick being uh, some the, a left wing out of the OHL and the Flint Generals, Evgeny Oksentyuk. I mean, I think that's how you would say it. But, I mean, seriously, unless you're related to any of these guys, have you heard of any of them? <laughs> yeah,
0: right. You have to be a pretty diehard in and- in different junior leagues to, to know who these guys are.
1: Right. I, unless of course you are in that case a Flint generals fan, you know who the guy is or his relatives. Uh, but that's that, that, you know, when you're, when you're making a mock draft of let's see 111, 156, 184, uh, 217 picks. That is what you call a deep, deep dive. So you know when you're only when you're, you would think that somehow, some way, uh, that somebody on this team is going to get traded for say, to 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 get them to jump up to the second round, or somewhere in that neighborhood, mid second round. Uh, It might not. That's probably not going to be the only thing that that comes back. But in terms of the draft and where the Coyotes are in their cap situation. And who can and who can't move? You know, I, I you would have to think that somewhere along the line in the next three days that whatever trade they make has got to bring them back at least a second-round pick. Is, is that fair? I mean, fair? we're already
0: talking about trade things, Paul, but um, nothing's happened as of yet. The only thing that's really happened is, they uh, they bought out the contract, Michael Grabner, which saves them some money this year, but they get a cap. It doesn't hit. save that much. No, but they get a cap it next year, so it kind of washes. It's not a big deal, but that's about all that's happened on the Coyotes right now that we're aware of. Zach, your thoughts on the Coyotes?
2: Um, well, <laughs> listen, Zach.
1: Listen, listen. You know this as well as I do. Um. It, it's not that they're procrastinating. It's just that until the deadline comes, they, they, you know, ah, oh, we got plenty of time. It could be an hour from now and they'll be like, ah, oh, we got plenty of time. Yeah,
2: it's, uh, I don't know because I'm still, I'm a little confused. So the like, Coyotes can do a few things. If they try and they do succeed in signing Taylor Hall, they get a conditional pick from the Devils. I don't know if that's a third-round pick. I'd have to look it up again. But but then there's – I thought it was a second-round pick. But I think but that's then, next year. Okay, so if it is next year, then that's fine. But either way, yeah, you're going to have to get rid of somebody. And as soon as they sign Hill to one-year contracts, I think I texted both you guys and I said, Kepper's gone. He's gone. There's no way they're going to keep him. Um, he's got the highest value and Ekman Larson is highly rumored to be going to either Boston or Edmonton because he has said he will waive for those two teams. Um, Not Vancouver. Edmonton. Mm, I don't know about Vancouver, but I've heard for sure Boston and Edmonton. Yeah. I, I, can, for those.
0: I can confirm that uh, it is down to Boston and Vancouver, and the source that I have has told me that Boston is where they want to send them. But Boston also knows that Vancouver's in play, and knows that the Coyotes do not want to send him to another team in the West. So they would prefer that he go to Boston, and that seems to be the snag.
1: Get the most you can. Get the most you can. I was gonna say, and that happens at the very end.
0: Yeah, they
2: can't be choosy. You, you are in. You got your uh, your crotch kicked by these sanctions, you you cannot be choosy. The only thing I see Boston giving back, though, is they got a second-round pick this year, which, okay, you retain that second-round pick, but that means you're picking at 58, which a, a deep draft, you're going to get somebody. It's better than nothing. But honestly, um, Edmonton, I'd I, I tell Edmonton, you need to give, you need to give me your 14th pick, and then that's start number one. But if it is Vancouver, I mean, I don't even think Vancouver – Vancouver doesn't even have a first-round pick this year either. Um, uh, I, I
0: think I, I think what would happen uh, from what I've been hearing is if it, if it is Boston, it would be a draft pick, Jake and maybe another draft pick. It might be a, uh, a one-for-three deal, which which would be good for the Coyotes, and I can see why they would want to do that. But if Boston, Boston knows that, that the only other team they're bidding against is – vancouver right now and that's the last i heard uh, edmonton was there for a while i don't know if they're still there but uh if, if that's in fact what's happening um and they know the companies don't really want to keep them in the west they're not going to sweeten that pot they may take something away and say hey you got which, no choice if you want to uh if you want to do something uh, here's the deal and what which, did you guys just point, tell me beggars can't be choosy, right
2: well, at that point, I hold him. I'm not trading him because you you can't afford to, in their circumstance, you cannot afford to give players away for not getting their value back. So I'd keep him, and you know what? Hopefully by the time the trade deadline comes around, it, he's going to come to the office like, I want to be traded because he's going to have to chomp so many minutes on that ice um, to try and even keep this team afloat. It's, it's a crappy position, but if you got to force a player's hand as a general manager in this circumstance, you're going to have to. But that's – again, I'm sitting at the kitchen table. so. Okay.
0: Well, uh, anything,
2: see, anything and, other
1: comments, Paul, on the Coyotes? Well, the thing about it is you have two guys that you can trade pretty easily except, once again, it's the wrong year. Yeah. But when at the same time – you know, you got two goalies, especially one that can carry a team, not making a lot of money, and he is right in the prime of his career. I mean, both goalies are. Both Kemper and Ronta are in the prime of their careers, uh, especially for goalies, and not making unreasonable money. So if I'm sitting there and I'm a, a team and I'm like, man, I need a goalie to sign as a free agent, and he, the guy I want asking for too much, uh, uh, you know, if, if you're the Coyotes, do you have to get a player back for one of the goalies? I don't necessarily think you have to. You want to. No. But yeah, I think But that's is. the one position where you can trade a guy and get just picks back and still have a guy that you can play 55, 60 games.
0: Yeah, I think, I think the situation is this. I think Kemper has got the most value. Uh, obviously, I think uh, the Coyotes, all, all things being equal, would like to keep Kemper and trade uh, Ronta uh, just because Ronta has shown, you know, he's had injuries year after year after year uh, that they've had him and several times a year sometimes. And they're not just easy injuries. They've been knee injuries, groins, uh, things that are difficult for goaltenders, you know, that, that will gang up on you down the road. So and I that's think true. If, they, if they had their choice, They'd like to keep Kemper, but I think they also know that, especially this year, like you just mentioned, Paul, the uh, the goalies uh, are so saturated that
1: they might not get much at all for Ronda. If anything, that might be a hard move. Well, it might be, but at the same time, this is the kind of, you know, with all the goalies that are out there, Okay, you might be able to get uh, a somebody to come in uh, for say half of what you're paying either one of those guys, give you some cap relief, make a trade. Uh, there are decent enough goalies where now, and and, and I'm, I'll, I'll say this, he's not going to, he's, you know, if you have a guy who you can sign for a year or two, you know, when we don't know necessarily the goalie, uh, depth chart for the Coyotes at this point, besides Aiden Hill. Uh, so you can actually, so you have to trade one of these guys uh, for picks. Uh, I can't imagine you're going to bring in a third goalie when you're strapped for cap space. So
0: well, well, they do have Ivan Prostov who's uh, very highly regarded in the uh, in the Coyotes organization. So that's a possibility. Um, We know one thing, though. They aren't going to be spending any of their draft picks on goaltenders. I think we can can rule that out. It would have to be a free agent signing from somewhere.
1: But uh, if you trade Kemper, okay, and you can get three, because he's got two years left on it, a very reasonable deal. If you can get three draft picks for him, say you can get two twos and a three, do you take that? In a, in a heartbeat.
0: I'm just you throwing said. it out there. I mean, what yeah, do you do? I
1: mean, a two and a three.
0: You, if they're going to give you two twos and a three, absolutely, because uh, goaltenders, like you said, right now are are pretty saturated in the market. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I know they like Aiden Hill. I'm just not completely sold on Aiden Hill yet. Playing a full uh, schedule in the NHL and and being dominant. you know. I think he's got a year or two of NHL development ahead of him. And with Ronta, uh, like we said, he could be thrown into the fire right away. I mean, within the first week of the season, if something should happen to Ronta again. And until he proves that he can stay healthy, I think that's a concern.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I think the lack of draft picks and the lack of cap space <laughs> is a bigger concern. <laughs> I'm uh, just...
0: Yeah, I hear you. Okay, so uh, so let's move on to the Vegas Golden Knights. We know what their draft picks are. They got a first, a third, or first two thirds, a sixth, and a seventh. Um, they got trade bait, as uh, our man Zach has put up for us. So, um, because really? I have a little bit more insight, I think in the uh, in what's going I mean, on in Vegas, Zach, Zach... Uh, fire away what what you think right. is a possibility
2: for Vegas, and then we'll jump to Paul, and then I'll give you my thoughts. Um, well, they're going to have to move. They're gonna, probably going to have to move out flurry. Um, and I like Paul. I, I don't know how, uh, um, well, let me, let me jump in
0: on that one real quick. Uh, I don't think that's happening. And I think it's, the reason not. why is you, you've well, there's two reasons. Number one is his contract. is just too high. Uh, number two is, You've been looking to get solid goaltending since they came into the league. They now have two signed. Yes, it's seven million and five million. And it might re- be reversed if you called Flurry the backup, but you're paying twelve million for your two goaltenders and you got two top notch ones. I think with the players that you have and the, the the thing that Bill Foley would like to do is win a cup in the next three years. And then, you know, Fleury's contract's up and then obviously he won't be back plus the third and final thing. And I know it sounds crazy, but you have a fan base, and he is your fan favorite. He was out this week when I was over there uh, in, in the in the police stations and first responders uh, wearing his number 29 jersey and the most popular guy still. Um, that has to be a little bit of consideration, especially when you have them both in a contract. Okay, Zach, take it away.
2: Okay, so if you keep Flurry, you got to move Sassny, but they're going to have to be comfortable moving out of uh, moving out one of their three big players that they got from the expansion, which is Carlson, Marsha Show, and Smith. Uh, If you want to try and shore up that defense, which was exposed, um, which I think is their biggest, uh, I think that's going to be their biggest focus. Or you have Stastny, you can move out and allow your young guys to come in and and play for a role in the pros. And hope, I don't know the inner workings of, of Vegas and what they think of 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 Glass and uh, Dugan, but uh, those two guys, I feel like they're they should be ready and they should be playing in the NHL next year. Can I so. jump
0: in on that one real quick too? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Okay, Uh, they are very high on three forwards, Cody Glass, uh, Jack Dugan, and Peyton Krebs. And the last one, Peyton Krebs, they are higher on him than maybe anybody else, any other prospect they have. They think he is a button superstar, and nobody knows anything about him because they drafted him. um, Well, he had uh, an Achilles tear, and nobody has really seen him, but all the the talk in Vegas – and I don't believe it's just uh, a buck talk. They, they brought him along um, to the bubble because they wanted him to experience um, that type of hockey. And that says a lot when you're willing to commit a player like that, knowing that you're not going to play him, but you're just going to bring him along to you can season him, if you will. So I would not be a bit surprised to see them um, move three forwards and bring it I think what's gonna happen is they're gonna bring they're gonna to try to trade two forwards and I'm not sure who they are, but they'll wanna bring two or three of those guys up very quickly, whether it's Krebs and Glass or Glass and Dugan, they're gonna let them fight it out. It's gonna be three guys really fighting for, for two NHL spots. That's my what I've seen.
2: Yeah, and then you move whatever pro, pro forwards out and you can share that up with defense. That's highly likely what they'll do. Um, so, and if they do, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I like seeing new blood on these teams and, um, I'm, I'm ready for those guys.
0: You know, Zach, the other thing that, that you had on, on your little graphic that you put up was, uh, as trade bait the 2020 third round pick, one of those two, and then the yeah. 2021 second round pick. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about why you think those are tradable pieces
2: if they wanted to. Um, so I mean, if they, the more particularly the 2023rd third round, um, I think because if they're, if they're going to have to try and trade for a defensive player and not sign one, um, trade for a player who's got a lower contract that, that can play, I think they might have to move that third round pick with another pick. Um, but the 2021, I think could, um, you could you can move that one as well to try and get a defenseman. Um, but if they – those picks are going to be more to sweeten the pot in order to move a contract that they don't want, like a flurry contract. So if they do end up keeping flurry, then those picks are kind of – I'm sure they'll try and keep those. But if they try and move somebody who's got a big contract that's got a tough cap space for teams – they're going to have to sweeten it with one of those two picks. But otherwise, if if, if what you're saying is true and they keep that $12 million goalie um, cap hit, which is insane, but uh, I can see it happening, then those picks they'll keep them and, and they'll use to just keep building their, their uh, prospect pool. All right, Paul,
0: your end of the uh, Vegas Golden Knights.
1: <sighs> well, Zach, first of all, that was a very roundabout way of saying I had to put something down.
2: <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, because I'm looking at it as saying, Flurry. I thought for sure they're moving Flurry. I don't see any GM in their right mind using 12 mil of your cap hit on two goalies. But uh, I'll say stops. it again:
1: Who in heck is taking Flurry? Somebody. No body. If you can, if, if you can no, retain because...
2: half his salary and send it to another team and, no, and no, give that because, a draft pick to just sign uh, to buy him out. I think it's possible. Yeah, and listen. Like...
1: And theoretically, in 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 terms of theory and speaking, that's fine. But if you go back and you look at the teams that are in that, Flurry would agree to go to. Those teams are all in cap hell. They're not going. He's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> And there are a half a dozen teams, I, and we'll get to one of those in a few minutes, that need to actually get to the cap floor. Yeah. Okay? Uh, but, those, I mean, that is the only team where you could sit there and say, oh, maybe he'll go there. He's, not. He's not going anywhere. He still has – it's not like this is the last year of his contract. So so okay. Paul let me he ask you He still has what, he still has 2 years on this deal. Where is he yeah. going? No one's taking it. And if they so, do, holy smokes, good for Kelly McCrimmon. I want to know what kind of blackmail <laughs> material he has on whoever he traded him to because it must be some pretty good stuff. Paul, I I want to ask you about the rumors about Petrangelo
0: coming from uh St. Louis to uh possibly vegas
1: any any, not going to have how many guys are they going to have to trade to get him is he coming for free i mean is not he's going really to vegas for free he's not, not.
2: That, but there's so many other players they can sign via free agency to fill in that puck moving defenseman role
1: and i don't want to hear about this well there's no state tax in nevada that's fine. That's great. If there was no <laughs> salary cap, Bill Foley would probably sign three or four guys this year. Guess what? There is, and it's not going anywhere. It's not even moving. Well,
0: okay, they're not. The only way that they could possibly make that work is by moving two, maybe three of salary cap changer forwards somewhere, opening up that space, and then counting. Who's on taking Jaguja. those
1: guys? Who knows? Who's, who's taking who knows? those guys? They have who no knows? movement con They have no movement, no trade cont. The only guy you can legitimately say has a chance to be traded is Alex Tuck.
0: Well then he ain't going nowhere. Nope. Well, no way. Well but then that's if he's been not in the
2: rumor, Mill, that's been
1: But in if the he's not going anywhere, who are you go. gonna trade? You're
2: no, gonna I, trade
1: I, you're gonna trade Shea Shea to, Theodore?
0: You no, know, you have to go either Stasny and you have to go. Who's
1: taking one, him?
0: You gotta
1: at, 34, the <laughs> at 34 years old, making $6.5 <laughs> six million, dollars, no movement, no trade clause. Where is he going? The t- once again, the teams that he could possibly go to are also in cap hell. So I don't think
2: he's got a trading? full no trade. I think he's got
1: modified. I'm, I'm only going anything? by what they say on, on cap friendly. Okay. okay. But okay. either way, at $6.5 million, dollars, at 34 years old, where is he going? Is he a good player? Yes. Would I would would he be a good fit on any team who needs a a, a second, third, or fourth line center? You're not paying a fourth line center six and a half million dollars. <laughs> good point. <laughs> so where is he going?
0: Yeah, I'm just saying that's the only way it could possibly work is by moving somebody uh, somehow, some way. I don't. I don't know. I
1: don't. I don't. If so, if you're not going... trading any, if 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 the guys that are willing, Then you can't do he, it. You, you that's But that's exactly my point. That's why you're not getting Peter Angelo. That's why you're not going to get this free agent. That's why you're not going to get that free because they can't pay them. Unless guys are coming for free, and I think Don Fear and the NHLPA might frown on that. He's not go. He's not going to end up in Vegas without them making trades. Monster, monster trades for guys that you would expect not to be traded. You're not okay. if you're not trading you Shane it. Theodore. Well, you're, you're, not, you're not, and but, you're not going to
0: trade Alex Tuck because he's you, he's one of the guys that is their future. He's young. He's what they want. Exactly, that those, You can't you can't move him and and keep uh, you know that line of Carlson, Smith, and Marshall. And when you look at that line right now, you're not going to get rid of Riley Smith, I don't believe, because he's a good center and he's also a terrific penalty kill guy. And Carlson is a great center and a good penalty kill guy. So Saul is the only guy you have left there. You have Marshall no as your only no guy that you can remove. So. But, anyway, but those
1: so, guys all have no movement, no trade clauses. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they won't. They, uh, oh, Oliver
0: they could ask. They could ask, Larson sure. Had a, Oliver Ekman Larson had a lock-solid deal. He's the captain of this team, yes. and he's decided to waive it because yes. he because knows he wants what to the win. situation is. Because he yeah. wants to
1: win. Uh, the guys, well, he, is Vegas going to be a bad team next year? No, no. Okay. And, and are they going to be a bad team if they don't sign Peter Angelo? No.
0: Okay, they so – it might be a great team if they sign in, but, but they might. But
1: so, so who's going to voluntarily leave a team <laughs> that has a chance to win a Stanley Cup? Well, it
0: all depends, Paul. I mean, there's so much stuff going on behind the scenes that that sweeten deals, and all kinds of things that can make people drop that no what trade you... cost. Everybody, sold, everybody said there was no way that Oliver ekman Larson would ever drop his no trade cost because he'd earned it. He had the C on his jersey, and guess what? He's dropped it. He's let to go. And that was as that was as firm as as Shane Bone ever agreeing to leave the coyotes in a lot of people's but, minds here. So I promise or- you ownership change, management change,
1: uh, things change. Yes, they do. Are things changing in Vegas? No, well, not that oh, we're okay, aware of. Okay. Not now,
3: that
0: we're aware of. The, the we're aware of.
1: Things are not changing you. in Vegas. And by the way, I guarantee you, Larson, Ekman Larson said, I'll go to Team A, B, or C, and that's it. They didn't, he didn't waive his, uh, he's not going to Ottawa, okay? Uh, He's not going to, I mean, maybe he'd go to Winnipeg. I don't know. But he's not going to Ottawa, and he's not going to Florida, uh and okay. okay, you made your point. We're running out of time.
0: The next Are we? Is a, yeah, next round is Colorado okay. Avalanche. We have uh by my clock, we have eight minutes. Uh Are we? All let's right. go to the so start with the Colorado Avalanche,
1: Paul, since you're on a roll. Huh. You want to talk about the catbird seat? Oh my lord. What is what is Joe Joe Sackey has his list out and says, Who I want this guy, this guy, this guy. This guy, this guy, and oh, by the way, I have $25 million in cap space. I can do whatever the heck I want, and I still have all my guys. I don't have to lose anybody because I don't have to worry about McKinnon. I don't have to worry about uh, Landis Coggin. I don't have to worry. I can sign these guys to contract extensions because I'm good because these guys are right hitting their prime, and if I want to bump them up to eight, $9 million a year, Ah, no problem. I got thirty million dollars cap space. Oh, I want to make a trade for somebody. You let it right to Zach.
0: Zach, what's Joe Sackett gonna do? Whatever he wants.
2: Yeah, I mean, I honestly, there's a few, there's a lot of free agents that he's that he's probably gonna try and and sign. I think the reason why they have so much cap space is because. Um, it's showing that there's, like, six offensive free agents that he's got. Um, and that includes Berakovsky, Jost, uh, Nieto, and Kamenev, which I think those four will stay. I don't think anybody besides Berakovsky is going to get a big number. Um, and even then, Josakic's shown he's not going to give out money in term, just willy-nilly. So, And then on top of that, you have Ryan Graves on defense and Zadorov on defense and Kevin Connaughton, who will probably go to free agency. Um, but Zadoroff I think, trade rights could be moved um, because you've got just all the best defensive prospects coming up in their wheelhouse um, with Byron and Timmons. Um, and then uh, – if he does anything, he's going to shore up his depth on the offensive side and sign some free agents or even potentially contracts running out soon like Landis Gog. Um But I, I don't think even then Joe Sack is not going to hand out a lot of, of term and money. The biggest signing he had last year was Donskoy, and Donskoy got – what did he get? Like four years, three three point nine mil each year. That's like it just shows he in has been crushing it for them. So Tzek knows where to go with the money, knows how long and the the amount. So um, if you're gonna see anything out of the Abs, you're gonna see a good draft class again. You're gonna see uh, some free agents signed uh, just to keep them keep him in the organization and you're probably going to see some contracts extensions and maybe a couple depth players but other than that um, I I don't I don't see he's gonna do a whole heck of a lot because like Paul said he he's put this team in, in a situation to win long term by playing the cards very close to the chest and keeping the money low and the contracts low for anybody who is not named Ranton and McKinnon Landis Gog and eventually McCarr.
1: Ball. You know, I, I mean, <clears throat> listen, uh, Zach, you're the Avalanche guy, right? Um, in theory, <laughs> in theory, right? Well, I meant the Avalanche fan. You're going to have to pay yeah. McCar next year uh, in, in 21 22 because he's yeah. a restricted free agent. You know, because his first contract will be up. But I'll throw the name game out there. Uh, if you can get Peter Angelo to sign a four year deal on that team for seven. Don't want him. I'm just saying you have the cap space to do it. It's four <laughs> yeah, years. it's not. It's it's not like uh, Samuel Gerrard, who you got signed until the 23rd century. Um, oh yeah, that kid took. Him. <laughs> but um, he's only that... 22, so I mean, I know. But but I mean, you you understand the point I'm making, right? Uh, yeah,
2: and it he makes sense. Do that if it makes he sense, wants but... to. Oh yeah, he absolutely he has... could do whatever he wants. But that's I think... exactly
1: so. But. And they have a chance to win.
2: Yes, but I think I, I, I. It's not that I don't want him. That I, that's I said that. Incorrectly. No,
1: listen. If I, if it would I, it'd be if,
2: fantastic if, to have him, but I don't. I don't think it's it's reasonable. I don't. Th- I'm not setting my expectations because I know Joe Sakic, and he's not going to give him four. E- well, it's Stranger Things. I don't four know, years. I don't I'm not
1: talking it. six or seven. I'm talking I know, four. And that's the
2: thing. Yeah, I just said it out loud. Four years at seven per—that's really not too bad to to get to basically for, set your defense for the for the next four years for a yeah, captain. That
1: could work for a captain yeah. for a cup and at, that point,
2: and at that point, you don't even have to worry about your defense because or your goaltending, and because Grubauer Grubauer could win a cup with the, with that defensive lineup. So maybe it could be, but um,
1: well, I'm just if throwing he, it if out. are I'd be shocked. I agree with you, um, and I know the Coyotes wouldn't want to do it either. But honestly, um, if I could get, if I'm the Coyotes, and I can get a bunch of picks for Kemper and Grubauer, well,
0: let me let
1: me uh, recap. This. Okay. I mean uh, that me, would be great for the Eagles. To me, that's the weakness the, on the Avalanche you, right now. You
2: think you think the Avs go for Kemper?
1: I'm just saying if if I'm the Avs and that's my weakness and it is their weakness. Let's let's I mean they could probably use a little bit more scoring up front. Okay? Uh, the Avs you gotta get a gotta get that oh, the second depth. line going. Almost, gotta get yeah. that second line going. i almost tipped
0: over
2: when you said that. Uh, no, they they need the depth. They, they the
1: depth. Yeah, a second or a third line center. because uh, I'm not a big fan of kadri uh Apparently, they are. <laughs> well, only be. I, but I say it because uh, eventually he's he's gonna. If he if he ever controlled his game, that would be a different story. But it, I mean, he's not there yet. He hasn't done it yet.
2: He's been the, he was the best player for them in the playoffs minus mm. Mac. Yeah. There's points wise, points wise. Yeah. But that's,
1: you know, yeah, but yeah, when is that, uns- when, you know, when is that five minute major going to, that's a five minute major waiting to happen.
0: Yeah. That's, that's okay. How it was, but. That's, uh, uh, go ahead, Paul, finish up quickly. And I'm that just all saying, we I just,
1: if, if, I mean, just, you know, based on things, if, if, if I'm Sackick, and and once again, I can choose who I want to go after, I might kick the tires on that. I don't know if Grubauer would be too happy about it, but, you know, that's the way it goes. Okay, I'm, not, so- I'm just not a big – you know, Grubauer had his shot. Now, granted, it was one shot. You know, he took – you know, he had the, the job handed to him in Washington and couldn't do it.
0: So – let, let me recap, if I can, what we see for the upcoming draft and free agency and the status of the three teams in our coverage area. If I look at it, I think the Arizona Coyotes are, built, are building for something five to seven to eight years down the road. I think realistically they are not going to be in playoff contention for that long unless something really, really crazy happens. Uh, I think the Avalanche are built – to be a playoff Stanley Cup contender for the next five, seven years. And I think the Golden Knights are built to be a Stanley Cup final contender
2: for the next two to three years. Is that a fair assessment with you two? Yeah, I would say the Avalanche maybe push it out to eight um, just because...
1: Semantics?
2: Yeah, uh, but also to the fact that these he's, he's going to keep his young core... Um, I mean, you're good by that time, eventually. But, here,
1: but here's, well, what, happens. Sure. Eventually, here's but what happens. Eventually. you he's really smart with money. Yeah, but, here's yeah, what but happens. The, the cap <laughs> doesn't, the, doesn't discriminate. Smart with money, not smart against money. Eventually, here, this guy's going to get paid.
0: Here's what happens, though. When you start predicting five, eight years out, injuries happen. Yes. Um, problems in your locker room happen. Um, all different kinds of things can happen that long down the road. My point being is the coyotes have a lot of building to do. They have a lot of cohesiveness to build uh, on and off the ice. So that's why I say they're a ways down the road. The avalanche have their core, and they have a very solid core. But how long does that last? Um, If you run into a slump, is their finger pointing somewhere? Uh, And when you're talking about five to eight years down the road, lots can happen in that part. The Golden but, Knights have their two to three year window where they have to win now because then they're going to have to really restructure big time if they don't figure out some way to do it um, the way they've done it.
1: <laughs> but but this is life in the NHL now.
0: Oh, absolutely, this is not it's, news. No, I'm just saying that in the three for the three teams in our coverage area, that's what we're looking at uh, as a, as hockey fans for the NHL. In my opinion, uh, that that's what
2: you're going to be up against. Well, so, it, 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 so so I have a question then. So, who wins the Stanley Cup of the three teams in the area? Who wins it first? I would say it's either going to be it's either going to be Colorado but, or
0: seriously, Vegas, well, seriously? No kidding.
1: but seriously.
0: <laughs> well, are, are you here's a, kidding? Here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying.
1: Oh, let me think here.
0: Uh, I, I seriously, Vegas, Vegas has the goaltender. Which way did he go, And George? The roster to win quicker but that doesn't mean it's going to happen because vegas had the team to win this year and didn't do it and colorado's got the talent um, will they have all the pieces will all the pieces come together will they stay healthy so i can't pick one or the other because there's so many variables that come into play and we saw it in this tournament i i said to everybody coming in i said this tournament is going to be the best ever and it was but look what happened the golden knights didn't didn't play their best. Yeah, and the but... Avalanche got decimated by injuries, and they were eliminated. So how how can you say that? You know who's going to win it? Who's going to win it first? One of those oh, two.
1: Well,
2: because
0: we duh. can take the Coyotes out of the picture. Duh. Uh, wow, well, you one went, went out on, on a
1: limb out. there. You went out right, For Zach. You <laughs> went out on a limb. Boy, I'm telling you. Well, who's going to win it?
0: Okay, oh. you guys. You guys. Are now five minutes over. So tell so me awesome. who. Uh, so that, I think well, uh, so. What I, I, so
1: I so think, you can't run
0: the show five minutes over because now you have all kinds of problems putting it together.
1: All right, fine. the The, the fact of the matter is, who's going to win? Seriously,
0: now you brought it up, Paul. Who's going to win it
2: first?
1: Zach. Vegas, who's going to win it first? Vegas.
2: Gold. I think Henry. ABS. I think ABS get there before Vegas does. Honestly, why? Uh, Both of because... you, why? So I think – well, I think Paul said definitely the goaltending will be a factor. Yeah. But I but I, think, I think the, the moves that is going to make this offseason is going to put them above. And I think you got a bunch of young guys on the abs who are pissed and who are ready to show that they're, that they're actually the best in the West. So that, that would be my reasoning. And, I mean, the skill factor for the amount of money you're paying a lot of these guys, he's going to be able to pick and choose who, who he wants to bring on the abs. For the next two three years, so I I think the will win it before Vegas. I could be I honestly could be a hundred percent wrong, but this that's is just true.
1: You'd be right too, but that's yeah, you strange. can. Okay, this so we you, know, know, the fix. you know Scott definitely took the way where he knows he would be right because he said <laughs> it, it'll either be Vegas or Colorado. <laughs> Do I- mm.
2: <laughs> Which could be wrong. It could be wrong. They could squander the opportunities they have in the well, Giants. Yeah, but could come out of nowhere.
1: They could. They could. But, so, uh, well, he, he took the easy way out. Don't, don't hold your breath on that <laughs> one. <sighs> don't hold your breath on that one. Okay, let's wrap it up. Ready? Because
0: we are now, uh, yeah, teetering on 10 minutes. All
1: right. The Pandemic Playoff Podcast on the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Is brought to you by Bell Ford, the presenting partner of the Sunday special. Come to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix to see the new line of 2021 20, Ford cars and trucks in person or at BellFord.com. By Roger Klein's and Tequila, go to MexicanMoonshine.com and find your bottle and keep your bar stocked for the draft because you're going to need it. By Summer States, show your playoff passion and style, koozies and shower shoes, personalized or with your favorite player's name and number, go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. To be the best, you have to beat the best. And no one beats Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Call them at 1-702-541-5546. Championship taste for a championship run. barbecue.com. And by M-Drive, the presenting partner of What Drives You, trying to watch all the games no matter what the sport is, M-Drive for energy, stamina, and recovery. The Pandemic Playoff podcasts and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at iTunes, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and the iHeartRadio app. Also in on the TuneIn app, ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. The Pandemic Playoff podcasts and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the Ice Time Hockey sw.com network. All right, folks, you heard it. Uh, Zach's got Colorado
0: to win the next family cup, or the win the next one first. Yeah, yeah. I have uh, both. I've got Vegas and or Colorado. Paul's got Vegas. Let's see who gets it. Uh, in the meantime, get out and vote. Wear a mask and uh, definitely social distance because uh, we have a pandemic problem, folks, and we need to get it resolved so we can get back to real-life hockey and real-life sports and real life. Uh, that's it for tonight for uh, Zach Bonderat, Paul Holstein, Scott Strandey saying goodnight on a final pandemic playoff podcast.